You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. It's Tuesday, so it's time for It's My Money, and It's My Money is brought to you by Brenta's Wealth, which has been voted South Africa's top boutique wealth manager in both 2017 and also 2020. And with me from Brenta's today is Ruan Briert. And we're going to talk about Bitcoin, Ruan. And this is it's something, I mean, I have to admit that I don't put much effort into it. In other words, learning about it. I do watch the price every single day, and uh, I'm looking at the price now above 60000 and think to myself, well, yeah, that's that's doubled in about three months, hasn't it? Yes, Lindsay, that's correct. In the last uh, about 30 days, the month and a half, the Bitcoin price has uh, picked up uh, slightly. And uh, one might almost want to go as far as to say that there's a inverse correlation between the, the global equity markets and the reaction of the Bitcoin price, as stated in the article as well. But that remains to be seen. Um, in the in a couple of months when the when the Fed starts with the tapering uh, of the markets, and I think there's a lot of um, proof that will will be able to be drawn from that once the Fed starts starts to taper the markets in the U.S. as to how Bitcoin will react. I've read a couple of articles um, stating that we might see Bitcoin uh, turning around the hundred thousand dollar mark at the at year end, but. That remains to be seen. It certainly does. And the title of your article, which appeared in biznews.com, is as follows. The Bitcoin debate, store of value or fool's gold. Now, it says here, uh, the biggest global debate second to the current to vaccinate or not to vaccinate is mostly the argument around the cryptocurrency investment world and whether Bitcoin is a real store of value or, on the other hand, a modern-day fool's gold rush. Now, what do you think? I mean, you see the volatility. And as a long-term investor, which, of course, you are as a representative of Brenta's Wealth, your game is long-term investing. And when you see this sort of thing going up and down all over the place, it's not for everybody, obviously. Yes, that's correct. And since we as printers tend to take a long-term view for our investors, um, and especially uh, with offshore equities as well, that's that's part of the higher risk end of your portfolio. Um, I think I think if you if you want to take a position in Bitcoin, uh, it should without a doubt be part of the higher the higher risk part of your part of your portfolio. And hence the that's the reason why you should take a long-term view. Um, and because because there's a Different different types of cryptocurrencies and not only Bitcoin um, that emphasizes the risk even more. So uh, one should also specify when referring to cryptos, whether it's Bitcoin or whether it's Ethereum or Cardano. Is, is, I see the new the new trend. So um, I think if if you should if you want to allocate some of your capital to to Bitcoin or any any cryptocurrency for that matter, um, it should it should definitely be long term and. I feel that is the, the it's the same goes for 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 equities as well. Uh, normally, you tend to take a five year plus horizon when investing in equities, and I think it should be even more the same for for going to Bitcoin as as well as the the allocation you set for yourself. Um, I think the positioning is also key. I would have thought the allocation has got to be very, very small, given the volatility. We've seen the thing go from 5,000 up to 20,000, then back to 5,000 again at the height of the pandemic and the pandemic panic. And it's uh, recently gone from below 30,000 
to above 60,000, as I referenced earlier on. You say many investors state that Bitcoin is the new digital gold, providing a store of value for the owner of the currency. I am not one of them. Clearly, you're not a fan when it comes to store of value status. Yes, Lindsay, that's correct. Store of value, I feel if you refer to something as having a store of value, there should be a, a utility in the underlying product. And I feel when, when people refer to, to gold as a store of value, uh, it has a store of value in more than one sense of the word, uh, like referred to in the article as well. There's gold has a certain utility. It's a precious metal. It can be used in production of certain products, whereas to Bitcoin, there's no underlying utility in the product itself. It, it's intangible. It can't be seen. It can't be, be, can't be felt. So I think, and that's where the thing comes in, and, and to certain extent, it might even be well be the same as, as property investments in certain areas. Something is only as as much worth as the next person is willing to pay for it. Yes. So as soon as people are not willing to pay anything for for a Bitcoin, it's it's not worth anything. Whereas as gold, I still feel as a, as a utility. So that's that's how I feel, how I feel the difference comes in. Yeah, and, and talking about that and the lack of a store of value in traditional terms anyway, it's almost like a Ponzi scheme in, in many ways, not obviously a pure Ponzi scheme, but it's just, as he's quite rightly says, well, I bought Bitcoin at uh, 50,000 uh, a week ago, and now I'm selling it on to you for 60,000, and the person that buys it for 60,000 then goes on and sells it for 62,000, and so it goes on until it falls in a heap, and occasionally it does fall in a heap. I noticed the Biden administration had just said that Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies might hamper the implementation of sanctions on certain uh, certain countries so there are regulatory concerns aren't there yes that's correct lindsay and i think uh, the word ponzi scheme might might be fitting in certain aspects regarding bitcoin as an investment as well when referring to our local shores in south africa we we have uh, some of the biggest crypto schemes worldwide when referring to the mti trading and also the recent uh, African scheme where a lot of people uh, fell for, for fell for a scam, which was too good to be true, unfortunately. Hmm. And they still proceeded to invest in the investment without doing the proper due diligence. And it left them with squandered capital and scratch, scratching their head. So I feel um, the Bitcoin in itself, the asset in itself, if you can call it an asset, is not a Ponzi scheme, but I feel there is... The schemes popping up left, right, and center of individuals that, or opportunists that that create a scheme, and people don't see it for what it is, and they chase they chase short term short term gains, and we've seen what happened before. So I think Bitcoin itself, um, I wouldn't rather call it a Ponzi scheme, but but there's definitely Ponzi schemes coming out of Bitcoin as an asset loss, and I think. Uh, there's with with other asset classes, it's it's the same. You should you should do your homework before investing in anything. Uh, it can happen with equities as well, but the risk with Bitcoin is obviously right up there. Well, let's have a look now at uh, uh, doing some homework because one of the, your paragraphs is entitled the following: Should I allocate capital to crypto investments? And this is what we need to do to know. I think before you uh, give me your expert advice, I think that if you like a bit of risk and you like a bit of a punch, you can maybe put one or two percent in it, uh, but in, in you know a short and medium term trading basis. But as a long term investment, I just don't know yet because I don't know enough about it. What do you think? 
Yeah, Lindsay, that's the thing, um, and that's where, where that's where uh, individuals, such a client situation comes in. That's why a proper assessment of a client's uh, situations. I think, I think if you have a if you have a high risk appetite and you have a, a long term investment view, I think in future once regulated products start to surface only, that's where you can build in a slight portion of crypto investment in your portfolio. But like I said, having a high risk appetite and also having a long term view, I think there might be space in future. But we cannot advise it at the moment since there's not not any regulated structures or products regarding cryptocurrencies in South Africa yet. I've seen I read an article this morning which actually goes around the first regulated crypto investment in South Africa. It's the Jaltec Large Capital Index Node. So it's not a it's 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 a public offering, but it's in a public unlisted company. And I I think that's the first regulated crypto investment in South Africa. So that's things that you can start to consider as an entry point, but uh, in line with your risk appetite and your long-term view. And I think what you said, um, what your statements over the last 10 minutes or so have sort of hit home to me with anyways, is the fact that you have to be incredibly careful from whom you take advice and which particular coin you go into and which particular exchange. Because when there's money to be made, of course, the unscrupulous come to the fore, don't they? If they see a little bit of money, if they see people that want to make a little bit of uh, short-term cash, then eventually they are there to, to help you relieve yourself of your capital. Yes, Lindsay, that's correct. And I think people sometimes, uh, especially in, in difficult economic circumstances, as we've seen the last uh, 18 months, people tend to, to react on, on headlines and on headlines. And there's a saying that uh, fear sells. So the, the converse or the inverse is also true, where the people react on positive headlines or the headlines saying Bitcoin uh, reaches all-time highs and then reach one, one forecast from a crypto analyst and then decides to allocate capital to the investment. And in the next month, the, the price comes down drastically. So I think that is where you still should definitely perform your due diligence before in making any investment. One should not react out of headlines or out of fear. Um, I think that is normally where, where the problem comes in. Okay, I'm just going to read the final paragraph to close this very contentious argument, not, not this particular argument, but the whole contentious issue of cryptocurrencies. You say the following, for now, it still seems that the best Bitcoin investment advice is still to be found around the family dinner tables from relatives and friends. But by taking a conservative and well-informed approach to crypto investing, they might just be able to say, I told you so. Whether Bitcoin will lead to the modern day digital gold rush remains to be seen. So that's a nice way to, to round it off. Just be a little bit careful. If you've got some money that you want to lose or can afford to lose, that's a be better way to put it, then have a look at cryptocurrencies. But do your homework, uh, speak to your financial advisor, get a reputable platform on which to trade, and away you go if you want to. Ruan Briet is a financial advisor at Brenthurst Wealth in Stellenbosch. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position 
or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.